Everyone, uh, everyone thinks that my wife's pretty quiet, but you heard, you heard that. That's how she yells at me at home, that loud. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to hear that. <laughs> uh, Peter met two men at the pearly gates, and uh, one was a minister, and the other was a congressman. And uh, so he walked him down the streets of gold and, and uh, got to the first stop, and he said to the minister, he said, that, uh, that economy room there, that's, that's a nice place. That's the best we got for you here. And he said, while they were still standing there, he said, that, that, that uh, mansion up on the, on the hill, that's for the congressman. Well, the minister didn't really like that. He, he said, well, that's not fair. I, I gave my whole life serving, serving the church, the, the bride of Christ. And he gets that? This is happening? Well, Peter said to the minister, he said, well, you... Um, you ministers are a dime a dozen up here, but this is our first congressman. <laughs> now, if there's any congressman here this morning, uh, I got that off the internet. I don't even think it's funny. <laughs> I can't believe all these people are laughing. Uh, but sometimes that's how it feels. Sometimes it feels like life's not fair. Uh, we, have, we have challenges that sometimes outweigh the joys. And it, it's just tough. And then, and then it seems like every time I come up here, there's something going on in the world that makes it seem like a really dark place. So much darkness. With the, the recent school shooting in Florida, it's like every time I come up here, there's something going on. And, and every week or every month, there's something big or small. It's like, oh, the world just keeps getting darker. Things keep getting harder. And then I come to church, and I want to be lifted up and inspired. And, and then it's like, well, I don't really want to go to church. And I'm struggling financially, and I'm, they tell me I need to give more, and, and, uh, and then, then I, I, um, I don't have any time with my family, and I'm, and I'm told I need to connect with other people in a group, and, and I have a lot of chores and things that need to be done at my house when I'm, you know, I have my time, and then I'm, I'm told, hey, you need to serve the church, you need to serve other people, and I, sometimes I just feel guilty. That's not, that's not the idea. That's not what we want. None of those things are bad. We want those things. We think that it'll help you grow in your faith, but but to feel guilty, that wasn't Jesus' way. I can assure you, Jesus did not want you to have those feelings, right? But there's a better way. And in our text this morning, Jesus does give us a better way to live. I'm going to use an illustration this morning. And uh, these lights are pretty bright, so I hope you can see this. Uh, I got an extension cord. Um, you know that this is plugged in somewhere else right down there. But for the sake of this morning, we're going to pretend like this is our source, that it doesn't really even go anywhere else. This is the source, all right? This is the power cord, uh, which is attached to the lamp. You're going to plug it in. You can see that light. Okay, I'm going to turn it off because I can't see anything when that's on. Um, I'll have to get that later. Uh, we'll go back to it. So we've been in this series called Getting to Know Jesus Through John. Um, some weeks we have been encouraged or challenged or inspired to come to Jesus, like Jesus being the shepherd and the way and the Lamb of God. Just come, follow me. And then some weeks we're actually challenged or encouraged not to come to Jesus, but to remain in Jesus or to stay with him. Uh, like when Jesus says he, was, he says he's the word, so we read our Bibles to know him. He says he was the bread of life. So uh, the sustenance that we have. And then the final I am statement is Jesus says, I am the true vine. And so the idea is that once you accept Jesus as your Lord, you stay. You, you don't leave. You follow through. And so we'll begin in John chapter 15, uh, looking at verses 1 through 5 to start. Jesus says, I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. 
while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. And then verse 5, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Jesus is saying to stay connected to the source or himself. It's that, it really is that simple. See, we can have many sources. Physically, we all have sources. We, we need sleep. We need sunlight. We take in sources like water and food. There are certain circumstances in our lives that call us to take in other sources, like if you're, a, if you're an athlete or a bodybuilder, you might take in extra protein. If you are a young parent, you might uh, consume extra caffeine because you don't sleep at night. If, uh, if, if you uh, have chronic pain or a chronic illness, you would consume medicine. The idea is that we, we go to a source because we want a, an outcome or a desired result. And so we figure out what the source, what source we need in order to have that outcome or the result. But apart from physical wants or physical needs, what, what, source, what sources do we take in for our emotional lives, our spiritual lives, our, our mental lives, our mental growth? Um, for me, like, I just think when I'm, when I'm bored or lonely or I'm just kind of feeling empty, where do I go to? Sometimes I, I go to my phone. I, I have an iPhone here. Um, if I'm bored, then I'll open up 8-Ball Pool. It's kind of fun. I, I usually lose, but it's a fun game. Uh, it, it, you know, passes the time. When I feel lonely, sometimes I'll open up the Facebook app, and, and I just scroll for a long time, sometimes too long, and it doesn't really, doesn't really do anything. Um, and when I feel like I'm not satisfied or I'm not happy, I don't really know. What's, sometimes I just can't figure out in this life, you know, what's, what am I really trying to, trying, trying to accomplish? I just have this, this emptiness. And so I might Google someone else's life who appears to have it all together and see their routine and what their goals are and what they're about. Um, it's, it's probably not the best uh, solution, but sometimes I, I do that. And maybe your source of, of all those things are, um, it could be the same. It could be your phone. It could be um, sports. It could be drugs and alcohol. It could be your work. It could be money. Um, good or bad, big or little. I'm not trying to talk about those things. Like I said, some can be good, some can be bad. But where do you go when you're, when you're trying to find satisfaction? That's our source. And so we go back to the lamp here. Um, all right. Um, like, like I said, so all, we know how to turn this on. You plug it in. That's, that's, not the, that's not the trick here. But we're going to try something uh, a little bit different. And I really need your help, and it's going to feel ridiculous. All right? I'm going to drop this, this source here. I want to try to turn this lamp on with, without plugging it in. That's what we're going to try to do. So I need you to help me. Can, can you just do this with your hands? Because we really need to get some, some energy going. Now, not everyone's doing it. It's not going to work. How about snap? Can we snap? Uh, clap, really get it going. Yeah. Oh, thank you, thank you. <laughs> yeah, none of those worked, and we knew that. The, the idea is very simple. You, we will not get this to go on unless it is connected to the source. 
And in the scripture this morning, Jesus actually uses a very uh, similar illustration. He uses the vine and the branches. So there, Jesus says he is the vine, we are the branches, and if we're connected, there'll be fruit. And so this is Jesus, the source, we're the power cord, and if we're plugged in, there will be light. I thought about using branches and a vine, but if we waited for the fruit to, to you know, to be, uh, for the vine to, or the branches to bear fruit, we would be here a long time, and I don't think you want to wait that long. So, very, just a quick illustration there, all right? Easy enough. Okay. Um, in the next four verses, Jesus talks about this, uh, about what, this all, what all this means. He says in verse 6, If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers, such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. Now this is the warning. Verse 6 is the warning. Uh, Jesus took an atheist fishing one time, and uh, he, 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 uh, the atheist dropped the oar, and it went out in the water and floated away. So Jesus thought, well, I'll, I'll help him out. He got out of the boat, walked across the water, picked up the oar, took it back, and handed it to the atheist. Well, uh, the, the next day, that, that guy's friend said, hey, how was your time with Jesus? He said, well, I mean, it was okay, but would you believe that Jesus can't even swim? <laughs> yeah, that's enough of the comedy, sorry. <laughs> I, it's, it's, just being up here gets me wanting to tell jokes. So something else, something else our source does, though, it gives us our worldview, you know, how we believe things. And that's why I told that joke, how he, how he could easily, he, could, he watched a miracle, but instead he, he just saw something different. And that's what happens whenever we consume the wrong sources. Uh, what do we believe in? Like when I go to Google and I try to find how to be happy from other people and how they did it, I get some ideas. They're not, they, don't, they don't give me satisfaction. They never have. Uh, there's the prosperity gospel. If I follow Jesus, I'll be rich and healthy and maybe famous. Um, maybe uh, the simplicity gospel of if I just get rid of everything and just have a few things, that'll get me satisfaction. Um, or maybe just follow my heart. You know, what feels good to me? I'm going to do that. But when I connect to a source that's not Jesus, then I become useless for him. He says that you will not bear fruit, and the warning is that you will be, uh, you will be separated from him. Uh, and as much as there's different views on this, I believe that, as, that Jesus is saying if you are not with him now, you're not going to be with him later. If we're not connected now in this, when we have the choice to be connected to him, we're not going to be with him later in heaven. Well, the, the warning he says is, you will be thrown into the fire. We know what that is. So to go and get baptized and live life your own way, that's not the answer. The warning is real. Jesus says, you come to him, but you've got to stay with him. Now's your choice. Now to focus on something a little more positive, he goes on. He says, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. And this is the reason. Why do we stay connected? Before I go into that, I think it's, it relates to the next two verses, so I'm going to keep going in our outline. It says, This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Now remain in my love. And so uh, from verses 8 and 9, that's the result. All right, so we had the reason and the result, that you bear much fruit. Now putting these two together, if we stay connected to Jesus, there will be fruit. That's the important part here. We don't get to pick what the fruit looks like. We're just told that there will be fruit. Jesus just wants us to, to stay with him when we're connected. The result it, uh, is, is last because I think the rest of the story 
speaks on what the fruit is about. See, when, when I read a, a parable, there's always the hidden meanings. And sometimes we get lucky and Jesus explains the hidden meanings. But in this story, there's, it's not a parable. It's an allegory. It's an illustration. And so the first part of, of the text here is just an illustration. So you have to ask, well, what does all this mean? So I had two big questions when I read this text. I thought first, well, what, what does it mean to stay connected to Jesus? How do I do that? Because I'm not a plug-in, and Jesus isn't really just an outlet that I can plug into. It's something, there's something bigger. And then the second question I had was, what is fruit? There's a lot of people that think a lot of different things on this. And before I go any further, I'm just going to say, I probably, we probably don't need to know. It probably doesn't really matter. And I'll explain that. Um, because I'm gonna, we're going to go through the rest of the outline. You can fill in your blanks if you want. We're going to do it real quickly. And then we're going to come back and talk about what this means and what this fruit is, and also what this does not mean. I think that might even be more important. So verse 10, if you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. So keep, keep his commands is the first one. Verse 11, I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. From verse 11, experience his joy. Keep going. Verse 12, my command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Verse 17, this is my command, love each other. So love his friends. Now we're just, we just got a list here, it's all right. Verse 13, greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. Follow his example. And then last, to finish the text, verse 14, he says, you are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends for everything that I learned from my father, I've made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. And so whatever you ask in my name, the father will give you. And that's accept his friendship. Now, all these, all these things here look like challenges or action steps. It looks like a to-do list. And I told you at the beginning that I'm not going to stand up here and tell you what you're supposed to do. And the good thing about this, this list here that from this text, that's not what Jesus said either. He didn't, these verses don't say, you need to do these things. All right? Um, it's a lot bigger idea. He only says to do one thing. The bottom line is this. The point is not fruit, but to connect to Jesus. Fruit is not a, a test, but a result. Jesus is making this very simple. Regardless of what fruit may be, it doesn't matter because if, if I say, well, it's, uh, fruit is obedience, am I going to connect to Jesus or am I going to just try to, try to be as obedient as I can? If, if I told you that, that fruit was making disciples, am I going to spend more time with Jesus or just telling people about him so that I can maybe check it off my list? If I told you that, that fruit was referring to the fruit of the Spirit, which we actually learn about later, but if I told you it was love and joy and peace, would you try to connect to Jesus and spend time with him, or would you just try to be more loving and joyful and peaceful? This, this list that I just gave you in the outline, keep his commands. Sounds like something to do on the checklist, but I'll just go ahead and try to do it. Uh, follow the Ten Commandments. If I told you to experience his joy, well, if I was told that fruit, uh, the fruit of being connected to Jesus was joy, and I wanted to make sure that I had that, I'm probably just going to walk around and pretend to be happy all the time. Everyone's going to, how you doing? And my life might be horrible. I'm, I'm, I'm doing great. My life is perfect. I'm always, I'm always happy, just like the fruit of the Spirit says to do, right? And then it becomes fake. 
love his friends, well, his friends can be my friends because I got enough people to love. Follow his example, whatever that means, I'll, I'll try. And accept his friendship. He can be my friend. Sure, I have a lot of Facebook friends. Why, why not do that? That's not the idea. See, when you try to do, when you try to do that, when you try to fake it, when you try to pretend to be obedient, um, or pretend to be joyful, or just try really, really hard and make it a checklist, what you're trying to do is as ridiculous as snapping or clapping or sliding our hands. You're trying to turn this light bulb on without connecting to the source. It doesn't work. See, the thesis statement of this whole text, and I kind of paused earlier on this verse, is verse 5. It says, I am the vine. Jesus says, I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. The light will be on. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Nothing of eternal significance. Nothing that matters. It won't be real. You can try all you want to make fruit. You can try all you want to turn the light on. But Jesus gives us a better way. You don't have to try to, we don't have to, try to make our energy. Just connect to his. Jesus just says, remain in me. Stay plugged in. Now, the second question I had was, is this really that easy? Is it that simple to stay connected? How do we consume or remain in Jesus? See, physically, if I need caffeine, I drink coffee. If I need protein, I drink a protein shake or eat a protein bar or, or some meat. If I, if I need some kind of medicine to help me, I take a pill. It's that easy. But, but spiritually, how can I really consume Jesus? I look to the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Just start there. Read one of them. Look how Jesus lived, and then try to live it out. You'll connect that way. Jesus went, went away to be with the Father, so we too can have a prayer life. Jesus served the poor and the needy. We could try to do that. But I thought maybe this week was a, a, a good week to, to, uh, to share this, because I thought, well, who do I know that has been very fruitful in their lives? Because that example might be a little better. And Billy Graham, he, he, he passed away on, on Wednesday. We went to be with the Lord. Uh, it seems like he was ready at 99 years old. And I think everyone would agree that he was, he was at least appeared to be fruitful. I found a list of some of his accomplishments. Um, the number one is my, my favorite. Graham has preached the gospel to more people and live audiences than anyone else in history. Nearly 215 million people in more than 185 countries and territories. In 1947, at age 30, he became the president of Northwestern Bible College, the youngest to serve at any U.S. college or university at the time. In 1955, Billy Graham and Martin Luther King Jr. joined in the pulpit at a 16-week revival in New York City, where 2.3 million people gathered in Madison Square Garden, Yankee Stadium, and Times Square to hear them. 2.3 million people. Graham had a relationship or personal audience with every U.S. president from Truman uh, to Obama. He was really close to Eisenhower, who asked for him on his deathbed, and Nixon. He presided over the graveside services of Lyndon, Lyndon Johnson in 1973 and spoke at the funeral of President Richard Nixon in 1994. Uh, Billy Graham received many honors, including the Presidential Medal of Freedom, the nation's highest civilian award, the Congressional Gold Medal, an honorary knighthood in order of the British Empire, and stars on the Hollywood Walk of Fame and was the first non-musician to be inducted into the Gospel Music 
Hall of Fame because of the platform he created for so many musicians. Now, these are just some of the highlights of his life. Now, I'm not, I'm not up here to talk about how good Billy Graham was, but I just want to look at what he did for Jesus. How was he so fruitful? He influenced people all over the world. America's president, uh, America's pastor, he was called, because of his relationship with the presidents, but he reached people in 185 countries and territories. It wasn't because he was the best speaker. Now, I'm not going to say anything bad, but he was simple and truthful and powerful. He didn't seem all that creative. Um, what I'm trying to say is there were probably far better speakers his, his entire life. Uh, there were probably people who were better speakers than him. He was not effective, and he was not impacting to the, to the world because of how good he was, because he tried really, really hard. He was effective because he was connected to Jesus. He was connected to the source, and the fruit flowed. Now, I thought um, the best way to, uh, to, 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 uh, to bring this home would be to look at how did he stay connected? How did someone who we would say is very, very fruitful stay connected to Jesus? Um, and when asked about, uh, about something about this, he said, if I could only give one piece of advice to a new Christian, it would be this. These are his words. Develop the discipline of spending time alone with God every day. Whether you call it your quiet time or daily devotions or some other term, there's no substitute for a daily time alone with God. And then the follow-up question, he was asked, how can you develop this practice? He said, first set aside a time. Every day has exactly 1,440 minutes. Can't you even find 10 of them to be with your Heavenly Father? Second, he said, have a pattern. My daily quiet time always includes at least three things. Bible reading, prayer, and reflection or meditation. From time to time, I may vary the order or spend time on one more than the other, but all three are important to me. When we read the Bible, God speaks to us, and we need to hear his voice. When God speaks to us, he should have our full attention. Prayer and reflection are likewise important. When we pray, we speak to God. We need to share our deepest joys and burdens with him. When we reflect, we meditate on God's word. We ask God to help us apply it to our lives. And then finally, he said, practice God's presence all day long. The psalmist said, oh, how I love your law. I meditate on it all day long. He says, the Bible tells us to pray continually. When I talk with someone, I often find myself praying silently for them. That's a really good idea. He said, frequently during, during the day, a Bible verse I read that morning will come into my mind. If something unexpected comes up, I can commit it immediately to God and seek his wisdom. The Bible said, the Lord is near to all who call on him. Learn to practice God's presence every waking hour. So there it is, someone who appeared at least to be very fruitful. Um, Bible reading, prayer, and reflection every day. That's, that's, that's what it was for him. Now, I'm not going to tell you to do those things, and you shouldn't feel guilty if you don't, but if you want to be more fruitful for the Lord, there's just some suggestions. Last week, uh, Mike Nichols preached, and he shared a passage of Jesus calling himself the way, the truth, and the life. And there was an invitation to follow someone who gives us wisdom, satisfaction, and the way to heaven. Today, the invitation stands, but, but I want to follow it up with, with the invitation that I think Jesus is giving us today when he says, I am the true vine, remain in me. The challenge today is just to stay connected to Jesus don't let your one-time decision become just a one-time decision. If you have accepted Jesus as your Lord, uh, if you have not, uh, 
if you haven't accepted him as your Lord and Savior, I, I would challenge you to do that today, or at least to think about it, to come and talk to one of us. We'd love to, to, love to talk about it. But, but today, if you've already made that decision, I know many people have, the words from Jesus' challenge are a little bit different. Maybe you just need to plug back in. See, Jesus is your source, and, and I know what happens sometimes. We accept him, and then we go and we try to do it on our own. But the challenge is real, and, and the, the result, the good that comes through it. The warning, I, I know that's in there, but I don't want to be negative about it. Think about this. Remain in Jesus. We get to re- remain with him forever. We will be fruitful. What better way to find happiness and satisfaction than to be fruitful, to make a difference in this world? And you only have to do one thing. Plug back in. Would you pray with me? Father God, we thank you so much. Uh, for your for your love and grace and mercy. I thank you for your word uh, that you have given us a way to you, uh, that you've made it very clear that you didn't give us a checklist and so many challenges and, and burdens, but, but just the opportunity to come to you uh, to accept the gift of eternal life through Jesus. And so I pray now for all of us as we go forward uh, that we do whatever is needed uh, to connect to you, to grow closer to you, to be more fruitful, and to enjoy Uh, eternity with you. Thank you so much for your love. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen.